of the barley harvest. One more verse I'm going to read in your hearing. Um, the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35, simply says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, This is Jesus, let us cross over to the other side. My subject this morning, briefly, is the other side. There is the other side. Regardless of what you see and where you are positioned right now, there is the other side. So I'm going to start here. Grief is truly a thing. Amen. It is very real, very real. And it doesn't always have to be over the loss of a loved one. See, grief can be because of a situation or a relationship issue or a circumstance or a job issue or, or a health issue or a living situation or a problem that seems to keep returning every season. Even a thorn in the flesh, even if it's only temporary, even if it's only put there by God to buffet you, lest you become, you know, tempted and, and exalted above measure, like Paul says, it can still cause grief. See, now I'm not here this morning, especially the, the vibe that we've been on, especially on our church line with all the testimonies going forth and all the praise and how we're excited about the God that we serve. No, I am not here this morning to glorify grief or sadness, but the Lord gave me a new name, if I can share that with you, to call him over the past few weeks. In my prayer time and in my worship time, I've been calling him my therapeutic God. See, because he understands where each of us are, no matter how great things are going in our lives, he sees the real conditions of our hearts, and he wants to get to the root. He wants to minister to that, amen? See, but in order to do so, we must acknowledge the elephant in the room. What is really bothering us? What's really happening See, I, 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 again, I can't get up here and not talk about me just a little bit. See, the end of each year for the past 25 years of my life have always, has always been kind of a difficult time. And there seems to be even more going on in this season personally as well as in the world right now. And as Bishop says all the time, the state of the Lord's church. But God gave me a word. Something simple to remind me and for me to remind you this morning how far he has brought us and promises that he will still be bringing to pass. They're still coming. This is the word, the other side, the other side. See, in our text this morning, if I can go back to, that's why I had us read so much, and there was a lot of reading. Thank you for sticking with me in this seed service. There was a famine in Bethlehem. So, so, so since there was a famine, Elimelech and his, 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 his wife, Naomi, and his two sons, they had to leave and go where the food was. So, so, so think about that. You are at home. You are living your everyday life. Suddenly, you're uprooted. Due to circumstances beyond your control, you had to leave what you're familiar with. And see, and then they went to the country of Moab. And we know Moab is a heathen nation, but God had provision for them there. He also had purpose. Amen. So, 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 so he went, they went to the country of Moab and they remained there. And then, and then as a family, they were a four-piece family, so happy. Elimelech, he died. And she was left with her two sons. I can hear Naomi say, well, at least I have my two babies with me. Amen. 
At least I got my boys. Verse 4, still in Ruth chapter 1. Now, they took the wives of the women of Moab. You know, they grew up there. And they took wives, Orpah and Ruth, and they dwelt there. So it was 10 years they had this new normal to adjust to. Then both Malon, son number one, Chilion, son number two, they also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husband. What she had to do was first be uprooted from where she was comfortable. Then when she gets to a land, a foreign land that she was unfamiliar with, she loses her whole family. Yeah. Yeah, but then she arose, verse 6, with her daughters-in-law that might return from the country, for she heard in the country that, you know, God had brought bread back to Bethlehem. So she ended up going back home. That is a lot of transition in a short amount of time, church. That is a lot of transition. So, so but the Lord ended the famine so they could go back home. But why did you allow the famine in the first place to bring me here? But, but then I see that if we hadn't have brought here, she hadn't have been connected with Ruth. Somebody knows where I'm going with this. And then verse 8, and Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, she says, listen, don't worry about me. Just go back to your mother's house or, or the, the house of your husband's. Just the, Look, my time is done. Listen, Naomi was talking out of the hopelessness of grief. She was talking out of the frustration of her situation. She was talking out of what she saw that looked like just it was not going to get better. I've lost everything that I've loved, and all I've done is follow God. But here's the thing. They wouldn't let her go that easily. And she begged with them as we read this morning. See, but Sister Naomi could only see the situation from the perspective of what she lost. See, when life hits you, your point of view becomes your struggle. See, see, I, 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 don't, I don't see what Naomi went through as a pity party. <laughs> I see her acknowledging the anguish that has hit her. Amen? Because life hits. Things happen. God allows it. And like all of us at times, she can't see the other side that God was setting her up for. Hallelujah. There is the other side. The book of Mark chapter 4 verse 35 and I'm more than halfway through. Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. This is a very familiar scripture. This is one I believe that Bishop have talked, has talked from or one of our speakers recently has mentioned. This is when Jesus got on the ship with the disciples and it was a big load of them, like all of them were there. They even had other small boats with them as well. He went down to the bottom of the ship and he took a nap. And as he was sleeping, the winds begin to rage, throwing the ship back and forth. The waves begin hitting the ship. The ship was tearing apart. Jesus was present, but he was asleep. If I can remind the church this morning that we have to remember that God's perspective is already on the other side. Jesus being God already knew that the storm was coming. Jesus being God already saw them on the other side. Could that be why he went to sleep? Could that be why he allowed them to see him 
go downstairs to the living room and take a nap in the middle of a life-threatening and altering situation. You see, God sees and is already waiting for us the finish line, at the finish line, on the other side. God is on the other side of the hardship. God is on the other side of the discomfort. God is on the other side of every situation that you face. God, and God being the great, great father that he is, is calmly prophesying to us when he says, let us go to the other side. The Lord God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, since the creation of man and the fall of man has worked relentlessly to reveal himself to us. See, we were one with God, but when sin entered, it also took our memory away. It gave us knowledge that we weren't supposed to have, but it took our memory away of who our creator is, how to connect to him. Sin blocked us so we couldn't reach him. So every situation, trial, test, trauma, and tribulation that you go through, understand that it is God showing you, listen, I'm still your savior. I'm still your hero. There is the other side. Amen. Through every storm we face, God is working our faith, Pastor White, strengthening our hearts and perfecting our endurance because our God, he wants us complete. The finished work on the cross and the manifestation of us being complete at the day of completion through Jesus Christ. He also wants to show us what reward is. I know that's a foreign word to a lot of people right now because of how much you've had to work. But God has been good to somebody in this place. And I have good news to share this morning is that he's just getting started. It is worth it, church, to follow Jesus Christ. Remember that the vision of the Lord is already victory. What he sees is victory. He did not see a storm tearing the ship apart. I really believe that's why he took a nap. What he saw was victory. He knew that it would just take his presence and a word for the storm to cease. He sees way past what we are facing. See, that's why I've, I've, I've read, and as Bishop was teaching on one of our previous series at Bible class, We Can't Afford to Lose Weight, he talked about the vision of an eagle. And I looked it up, and the vision of an eagle is about four to eight times more powerful than the vision of a human being. And they have the best eyes in the animal kingdom. And yes, sir, Bishop, they can even see farther than a wolf. God is great and greatly to be praised. Give God a praise this morning. I am wrapping this up. I'm wrapping this up. I hope it's helping somebody this morning. Number one, in your test trial, trauma, tribulation, and what you are facing, number one, we are chosen. Remember that. We are handpicked by God to deal with this, to go through this. See, see, this, I never understood this before because, but, but there is a reason as to why you were picked to go through what you went through before I rejected this. I didn't like talking like this because I thought it was unfair for me to lack what I saw that others had. I had to lose what others seemed to keep gaining, but then God showed me the exact reason as to why we are chosen. Here it is, church, God's bigger picture his bigger picture. 
See, what we've heard this in church so many times, it's just a setup for God to do what he's doing. And that is truth. Looking back at our sister Naomi this morning, she was uprooted with her family. It seemed to grow when she ended up with two daughters-in-law, then it died off. But God brought her back home unexpectedly. There was something that had to happen for her family back home. God has to position us just right for what he wants to do. She was too heartbroken to keep her daughters-in-law with her. But the one that clung to her, the one that clung to her, Ruth, Sister Ruth happened to be the very one that God would use to bring forth his son's bloodline. Oh, she couldn't see that, but God saw the investment that he put in her through all her grief and hardship and heartbreak and had something on the inside of her that would redeem humanity. As Bishop has said, we cannot forget that God has invested in us. There is something waiting for us on the other side of this. Somebody say the other side. The Lord connected Naomi and Ruth, brought them back home to Bethlehem, and he gave Naomi instructions to present Ruth and her ministry to Boaz, also in the tribe of Judah, who with Ruth brought forth Obed, who then brought forth Jesse, who then brought forth King David, who is in the lineage of the Messiah, King Jesus, and Jesus, the one who would redeem all of us back to himself by his own blood. Listen, church, I'm wrapping this up. I'm concluding. I know we can't seem to put in our minds sometimes the place of victory while all hell is breaking loose in our lives. We wonder even though Jesus is on the ship with us, why the ship is being ripped apart during the storms of our lives. Why, Jesus, are you sleeping through this? Because he already told us, I told you already, we're going to the other side. Let us cross over this. Notice that Jesus said us. Notice that King Jesus said us. Let us cross over to the other side. That tells me I am with you before the storm rages in your life, and I am traveling with you, and I'm also ready to greet you on the other side. I am encouraged to keep going, church. I'm encouraged to keep waiting and keep praying because even when God gives a silent count, even when he chooses not to reveal himself in certain seasons of our lives, I remember in my mind and I say out loud that there is the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Can I ask TRM a question this morning as I am closing? Okay, in 2008, can any of you see 2022? In 2008, could you even see 2014? My God, look what the Lord has done from one room to an entire building and territory. Trying to put it in perspective for you. Can I ask you one more question? Actually, a few more. Let me not lie in the pulpit. Could, in February of 2022, could anybody here at TRM see August 2022? I remember Bishop getting up here, and though I felt his faith, I saw his frustration because he's like, God, I know you gave us this ministry, but we need a house. Look around you, church. Know that in 2008, the other side was in 20. 20- 
22, and he's just getting started. There is the other side. Oh, man, let me talk about me. Can I expose myself? I remember in August 2018, I lost a job that I loved so much. I was unexpectedly walked out the door because of all different kinds of circumstances. I could not see 2022 where I just left a meeting a couple of weeks ago saying how well I'm doing from the dean of the whole college saying how much I'm appreciated. I couldn't see any of my gifts being used to full capacity where I was. I couldn't see my other side, but there is the other side. I know we have been talking about everything that needs to be done in this church, the financial need that we need in this church. But if I can remind you of February 2022 and bring it to October 2022, God is a provider. He hasn't forgot. Let us cross over to the other side. There's the other side from illness, the other side from loneliness, the other side of uncertainty, the other side of heartbreak, the other side of lack and going without. There is the other side. Let us cross over to the other side. Pull up God's resume. Let us cross over to the other side. We just got to stay on the ship, church. We have to stay on the ship. God has already brought us to the other side. We may not be able to see it yet. But stand on his promise and on his command. Let us cross over to the other side. Give God praise in this place. Can we praise him like we're already standing on the shore? Hallelujah. There is the other side. I didn't say another side. I said the other side. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God, you are worthy. We trust you. We trust you. We trust you, Father. You brought us this far. You make provision, God, and your hand never closes. The Bible says in your right hand are treasures evermore. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Let's keep on crossing. There's, a, there's the other side, church. It won't always be this way. And even if you're in a good season, if you're in a great season, store this word up for when a dark season comes. Amen. There is the other side. God bless you. I thank you for your time and attention this morning. I pray you were encouraged, church. As Pastor Sean says, take this time, refresh yourselves, and we will go forth with our morning service at 10 a.m. God bless you.